Hello. Hello, I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood Podcast. This week we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 8, Night on the Sun. Oh yeah. Okay, to kick off, uh, we've got some uh, listeners' comments and questions. Um, first of all, first up, um, I'd like to say thanks to Melissa, uh, Yolanda and Hilary. And they all sent us recipes for American-style biscuits. Thank you. Yes. Um, we found out that they're not the same as scones, which is a... Like a sweet sort of thing. A sweet sort of cakey stroke biscuit. No, it's just a cake They're more of, like cakes, aren't they? Yeah. But we eat them with jam and cream. But it's uh, the American-style the American biscuits. They're more like a savoury kind of breakfast bread. Um, and we've also learned that they can be served with some really sort of disgusting sort of white, meaty, gravy, jelly, jism kind of... <laughs> <laughs> not sure what it is. What is it with the white gravy? Yeah, it's like, apparently it's like jelly or something. I don't know. Uh, thanks also to Yolanda for a recipe for corn fritters. Mm. We're going to have a bash at making both of these dishes and we're going to put links to the recipes on our website. <laughs> so enjoy cooking. Enjoy your cooking. Um, okay, so a couple of questions from Yolanda and her first question says, um, I'm confused, is Debbie a werewolf? I thought she was a human with no powers, but when she ran away, it looked like she turned into a dog. However, when she came in, she had two wolves with her, and she was walking. Can you explain this? Well, uh, um, Debbie was initiated into the werewolf pack, into the the Fuck You crew, so we can safely assume that she is a werewolf, yes. Uh, But in in the books, she's she's not a werewolf. She's a were... Initially, she's referred to as a were-lynx. A were-lynx. A were-lynx, yes. But later on in the series of books, Charlene Harris makes a bit of a blunder and says that she's a were-fox. So she gets oh. a bit of inconsistency there. But yeah, she's a were-lynx stroke were-fox in the books. But in this, she's obviously a... Oh. She's definitely a werewolf, yeah. And she, she said to Alcide, I think in the last episode, that um, uh, she was upset that he wouldn't let her have a baby with him because it's considered a great honour amongst the werewolf community to give birth to a, a new werewolf. Oh. To maintain the pack. The circle of life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, second question is, um, do you think Franklin is alive? Talbot complained his brains wouldn't come out of the wall. So... Uh, yes, we think he's alive. We do, yes. <laughs> because that would just be a waste of a death, wouldn't it, to kill him off that quickly? A, a waste of a great character, really. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and like we said in a previous podcast, Tara didn't stake him or cut his head off or set him on fire or expose him to sunlight, so... His head will grow back. <laughs> Silly Tara. Okay, we've got a question from Idris. Um, okay, her question is, I just found it strange that on the one hand, Russell despises the Magister and what he stands for. But on the other hand, he asks him to officiate at the wedding. If he truly did not recognise him or the powers that he represented, wouldn't he just taken Sophie-Anne's consent as enough of a marriage agreement? I think think here the key thing is that Russell wants to unite the two territories of Mississippi and Louisiana and I think that he sees an official marriage as being the only way of uniting the territories. Even though he doesn't respect the the official authority? Yeah, because there's probably other vampire leaders that do respect the authority of the Magister. So he doesn't respect it, but he still wants it part of the ceremony? Yeah, he needs it to, to make it official for the sake of other vampires, I think, that... He probably wants to bring in on his calls, so, whatever that may be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking over the world. So, so yes, yeah, so that's the questions. But if you have any 
future questions, then you can send them to our email address. Uh, Godhatesfangs at hotmail.co.uk. And if you've got any nice recipes, you can pass, yeah, recipes. pass them on as well. <laughs> maybe we'll do a, cook, a cooking podcast. A cooking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, maybe not. No. Okay, so should we, should we do the episode recap? Yeah, recap. Okay, so starts off Suki awakes from her coma hang on sorry I'll start that again Suki <laughs> awakes from her coma and screams her head off at the sight of Bill Jason asks her if he's brain, if she's brain damaged hey who can tell the difference <laughs> uh, Suki calms down and asks to be left alone with Bill Tara and Elsie think Bill is dangerous but Jason and Lafayette are willing to trust him not to hurt Suki because hey he's, uh, he's just given her a load of his blood obviously he's done so all the dead he obviously means well yeah. Um, Suki explains to Bill that she thought that one day their relationship would be normal, but now realises that all they ever seem to do is put each other in danger. Uh, Bill agrees that they have no future together, as he can't give her children or someone to grow old with. They part waves, but both seem devastated. Ah. <laughs> yeah. In the in the books, they do they do break up at this point in the books, but mainly mainly because Bill slept with Lorena. That is the yeah. thing. That is the thing that Suki is most upset about in the books. Not not the raping in the in the. No, she's less she's less upset about the rape because, as in the show, she kind of she understands why Bill's attacked her. Yeah, because his, his instincts, his vampire instincts, are just kicking in. Yeah, but she's more distraught that he's had sex with Lorena. Hmm. Okay, so Talbot Talbot is furious to find Russell moving him moving his new wife Sophie Ann into the mansion in Mississippi. Sophie Ann doesn't seem too pleased either, yelling, This is no room, it's a fucking closet, where am I supposed to put my bird? <laughs> High maintenance. Talbot throws a tantrum, telling Russell how he has to clean up after Tara, Bill and Sooka's escape. Eric listens covertly, as Russell explains to Talbot that he has murdered the Magister and is going against the authority. The authority! Oh. Talbot storms off in a fury, cursing in Greek, and Russell goes to speak to Debbie, who's distraught over Coop's death. Uh, Debbie swears revenge on Suki and Alcide, calling Suki a cunt. But Russell tells her that Suki is in fact an interesting cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and so is too important to kill. Nice, nice use of the C word. That's actually. a very nice, yes. <laughs> My favourite swear word, personally. Uh, he tells Debbie that she and the pack can accompany him to Bon Tomp to retrieve Suki and Bill. The king then speaks to Eric and questions his loyalty, as he was so quick to betray Sophie-Anne. Sorry, before we carry on, can I just go back to the, the last bit? It, it's, it's interesting because the, that word, that C-U-N-T word, that's a word that is never used in, in English television, is it? Uh, I mean... For, not, not really, no. Not as much as it appears. But, I don't think it's as much as a... But then we only watch Coronation Street, East End, and Doctor <laughs> Who. And, and that probably, they'd all be better if they had that word yeah. <laughs> involved. But it just seems that there's more American... I don't think They're the word means as much in America, does it? Or it's not I as. No, no, I think it does. I think maybe because they have the subscription channels where that you can use those words, as opposed to if you're just watching regular cable, like something like Twenty Four or Lost, you wouldn't get. I think Deadwood. I think Deadwood is the Deadwood. word that <laughs> optimizes the, that word mostly. Yeah, there's there's not a program on earth with as much swearing as Deadwood. So yeah, so sorry about that. Yeah, so <laughs> carry on there. Carry on. Um, Eric responds by saying that he has been searching for Russell for a thousand years. And while he is in fact referring to the fact that Russell murdered his family, mm. he goes on to feign adulation, telling Russell that he always desired a strong leader and Godric was too weak as he was eventually overwhelmed by his humanity. 
Russell seems satisfied with this. Ask his in explanation. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like Eric's fake smile that he does when he's flattering people. Is that a fake smile? Is that, is it, that he, does, he does a different? <laughs> it's different to his normal smile, isn't it? He? he does this kind of false, evil Eric smile. Kind of, yeah, I know. Yeah. When he's trying to deceive people. Okay, so Arlene, um, she's in bed with Terry, who is singing to their sorry her unborn baby. Oh, didn't he have a lovely voice? <laughs> <laughs> he's in a band. The guy that plays Terry, um, Todd Todd Lowe. Mm. Uh, he's in a band. What's his band called? I can't. I can't remember what his band's called right now. But I'm going to put a link to them because they sound really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Suddenly Terry is gone, and dead serial killer Renee is in bed with Arlene, telling her that the baby will turn out like him. <gasps> Arlene screams and finds herself awakening from a nightmare with Terry by her side. That was great to see Renee again. Yeah. <laughs> with his fake Cajun I, I wasn't expecting to see. Renee really no no that was a, a nice a nice bit of Renee action whoa oh, interruption bear with us okay sorry for the bad editing but that was some some motherfucker calling us with a wrong number yeah so, um, asking for some Mr Anderson yeah so if you know Mr Anderson um yeah give him a smack <laughs> don't go fucking say don't phone us during podcasting hour yes <laughs> anyway uh, Bill returns home and is embraced warmly by Jessica, who tells him that she missed him. Aww. Aww. I, I like the way that whenever anyone hugs Bill, unless it's Suki, he kind of looks like he's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, As your maker, I release you. Thereby breaking the bond of command that tied Jessica to him. Do you think that's a bit early to release her? She's only been a vampire it for like did, it did three seem, weeks. It did seem a bit sudden. It did yeah. seem a bit sudden. Uh, Bill urges her to leave as he is not safe to be around since Russell is coming for him. Jessica breaks down crying, confessing to killing Hank and struggling with her new life as a vampire and begs Bill to let her stay. Bill realises that she's better off with him than on her own. And I, I truly believe she is. Yeah, she should stick yeah, around. Yeah, yeah definitely, oh, sure. definitely. She's living in a fat mansion. She's got a Nintendo Wii. Come on. Have you seen the size of his telly? She don't want to move. No. Um, Suki and Elseed sit on her couch discussing their failed relationships. Uh, and An- J- sorry, Jason and Andy arrive keen to press charges against Bill for domestic something. Uh, Suki tells them that she would not testify against Bill and believes that he did not intend her any harm. Jason is angry and vows to kill Bill. <gasps> Could Jason actually kill Bill? Oh, uh, no. No. Sure not. <laughs> Even with his special Fellowship of the Sun training, I don't no. think that he could kill him. No. Jason and Andy try to hide their faults of eggs, but Suki overhears. Although doesn't seem to understand what is going on. How soon before someone finds out? Oh, soon. It's going to come out, isn't it? Soon. Things don't stay, stay secret for long in Bonton. <laughs> <laughs> Suki allows Elsie to stay the night in the guest room. In the guest room. In the guest room. Upstairs. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in, the, in the, the Stackhouse house, Lafayette comforts Tara, who appears traumatised by her experience at the hands of Franklin. Hmm, she does seem She's, very traumatic. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. half the people in the show have now got post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, the following morning, Sam opens the front door of the house he was renting to the Mickens to find a dog outside the door. A dog in more than one sense. <laughs> <laughs> the dog turns in to, the dog turns out to be his naked mother, mm. and he hurries her into the house to collect her and Jolie's possessions. Melinda defends Jolie and attempts to get around her sons by telling them how much she loves them, hmm. but then brazenly asks Sam for cash. <laughs> he gives her a small amount and tells her to get away from them. 
Uh, Sam then comforts Tommy, who is crying. They're going to be oh. back, are they, the Mickens? Oh, yeah. Like bad pennies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, later on, we see Tara masturbating in the shower. Mm. When out of nowhere, up pops Franklin. <laughs> they kiss passionately, but then Tara wakes to find that it's a V-induced dream, and she is at home in bed. Yeah. That's good that they also, again, explored the idea of dreaming about the vampire that you've drunk mm. blood from. Does that yeah. mean Debbie is going to be having sexy dreams about Bill? Debbie having sexy dreams? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, Lafayette returns home to find his crazy mother waiting outside, um, having escaped from the mental home. She tells him that he is powerful and that the vampires, witches, dogs and cats were drawn to him because of this. Uh, we have a listener comment here from Idris regarding this scene. Uh, she says, do you think the Ruby Jean is right about Lafayette? If so, is he a sorcerer and doesn't know his power? Or was it just the ravens of a really crazy woman who can walk undetected in her bathrobe the distance it would take a car two and a half hours? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Is there something supernatural about Lafayette, do you think? Or is he, or is he just a person with such a great energy and creativity about him that these supernatural creatures are, are just destined to be drawn to him? I don't know, it's like, yeah, it's, it, I don't know, I mean, half of the population of on Tom's kind of, yeah, got something weird going on, so. Yeah, maybe Lafayette does as well that we don't know about. Um, so I hope that kind of <laughs> helps. Uh, Jesus later arrives and Lafayette admits that he didn't call the police because of his drug dealing business. He explains to Jesus that he wants to stop dealing V, but he's unable to. Hey, he probably can now, can't he, seeing as the Queen's... Yeah. Being kept captive. Yeah. Eric's obviously not on the VD team anymore. No one's going to be threatening him. No. So, yeah. You can pack it in, Lafayette. Jesus is understanding and even manages to calm Ruby Jean down when she threatens the pair of them with a knife. After oh. Ruby, Jean, Ruby Jean goes to bed, Jesus tells Lafayette that his mother is right and he is powerful and he's using his energies in the wrong way. Jesus mm. and Lafayette kiss passionately. So that goes back to Idris's comment, doesn't mm. it? Jesus sees something in Lafayette. But, but what, is, what is Jesus? That's yeah, what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's it. What's up, Jesus's sleeves? Yeah. Is there something we don't know? I think he's... Do you think he's a witch or a warlock or something? Well, he's, we, know, we know he's religious as such. Yeah, he seemed drawn to the, the figurines of the, the gods and goddesses. Hmm. Okay, so over to a bit of eye candy. <laughs> Suki and Tara sunbathe in the garden. Takes some muscles on those girls, they isn't are. it? <laughs> Suki tells Tara that she can't just switch off her feelings for Bill, and to some extent she can empathise with him, as she also is in the possession of supernatural powers she can't always control. She also admits that although she hasn't cheated, as Bill has, she has thought of it. Mm. With, with, with Sam, with... Yeah. Eric without seeds with anyone. <laughs> Tara is appalled and calls Suki a dumb bitch and reminds her that Bill appeared as cold and crazy as Franklin when she saw him in the mansion. She, Ta- she said he had dead eyes. Yeah. Hmm. Obviously Tara doesn't work out that Bill was just bluffing. Yes, yes. Or, was, obviously or it, was he? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think he was at the time. Obviously he wasn't totally in with the, the Mississippi crowd because he ended up with half his chest cut open yes. and his throat slit. Yes. <laughs> um, Tara also points out that Bill gave Suki his blood almost immediately after they met and insinuates that this was Bill's way of manipulating Suki. What do you think, Paul? Do you think that Bill did well, this deliberately? Yeah, Suki said that she can't be glamoured. She can't she be can't... glamoured, but, but oh, okay. that was weird that yeah. almost straight away she ended up with a load of Bill's blood. 
I know she was getting beaten yeah. up, but couldn't he have stepped in quicker and stopped them from beating her Possibly. up? Possibly. Do you think this was a deliberate move? I'll have to get the DVD box set out and go back. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's watch season one again. Yes. With, a, with, with Bill's secret file in mind. <laughs> uh, but Suki is sceptical and reminds Tara that it's harder to vampire, for vampires to take advantage of her since she can't be glamoured. Tara is frustrated by Suki's attitude and storms off. Um, she bumps into Alcide, eyes him up, and tells him to go and flirt some sense into Suki. Good plan, good plan. <laughs> uh, later, Alcide receives a phone call from his family telling him that Debbie has burnt down his sister's beauty salon. Mm. What a bitch. What a bitch. Alcide asks Suki to travel with him as she'll be safer. But Suki tells him that she will stay at her house because there's no point running from someone as powerful as Russell. And she believes that Bill will come to protect her when Russell f- does inevitably. <laughs> inevitably. Shows up. Elsie <laughs> uh, and Suki share a tender moment and each admit that if they weren't so stupid, they would fall in love with each other and have relatively normal lives. Suki pulls away before they kiss and tells Elsie to be sure to visit her again. Do you think? Do you think Suki's heading for some werewolf loving? I think that's where I think that's where she might be going. Yeah, good on you, girl. Uh, okay, so over at Jason Stackhouse's house, uh, Jason finds his Fellowship of the Sun welcome pack, complete with scary god bothering pamphlets and wooden shotgun shells for use on vampires. Do you think that would work? The wooden shotgun shells. Wooden shotgun. Yeah. I thought that. I thought that before. I thought, mm, is that the same as a staking? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, Mm, maybe maybe a cheap man steak <laughs> um, he takes the shells in his shotgun and is about to leave when Crystal appears on his doorstep <laughs> she has a black eye courtesy of Felton and says that she swam down a river so the others wouldn't be able to follow her scent hmm mm. odd <laughs> surely an odd thing to say follow her scent <laughs> Jason is, a, is slightly naive to what she is implying thinking that this is some meth dealer slang. Oh, he's so stupid. (laughs) Bless him. He is delighted when Crystal reveals that she has left Felton, who she has been promised to since the age of four. (laughs) Jason convinces her to stay uh, and swears to protect Crystal and the pair consummate their relationship on the couch. Oh, that was nice. When when are the Fellowship of the Sun coming back? Are they coming back? I think I'm pretty sure that Steve and Sarah Newlin are going to be in this season at some point. Mm. They've, I think they've said in interviews that they're going to be in this season. But hey, we've only got four episodes left. I, w- I want to see them. Um, mm. uh, meanwhile, Arlene at Malotte's chats to Holly, the new waitress. Holly says that she heard about the deaths at the bar, but she's unfazed. <laughs> <laughs> she's a single mum like Arlene, and the two the two seem to be bonding. Then Holly unnerves Arlene by knowing instinctively of her pregnancy. Mm, what's up with Holly? Mm, Holly, she kind of looked like a... I'm, I'm not saying she's a vampire, but she had a vampire-looking face. <laughs> she had a bit of a strange face. She, did you think she looked like... You know that actress Missy Pyle, who's in all the Tim Burton films? Yes. She looked like her, didn't she? Yeah, you know the woman, I mean. Yeah. She's in Big Fish and um, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She's kind of, yeah. But she's got that kind of weird, scary kind smile. Of, she's kind of got a Helena Bonham Carter kind of face in a, in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Arlene introduces Holly to Sam and jokes that Sam better not sleep with her. <laughs> Maybe he will. Uh, Sam goes out back and finds Tara crying and he <coughs> embraces her. Ah, Do you think, obviously, Sam and Tara had a bit of a fling in season one. Do you think that Sam-Tara fling 
could be back on the cards. She wants someone yeah. nice and grounded after the eggs and is, is Franklin it, debacle. Are you, are you thinking Sam's quite grounded? Or is he, oh, he's the most normal man in yeah. the show. <laughs> Just the people around him yeah. are not. Yeah, exactly. Sam is the is Mr. Normal in Bon Tomp. Okay, so over at the King's Mansion, it's, it's the daytime and Holly sneaks out of... So, sorry, Hadley sneaks out of Sophie Ann's quarters uh, wearing sexy lingerie and with fresh bite marks on her neck. She is grabbed by Eric, who makes her promise to deliver a message to Suki. Russell will be coming for her, and Bill can't be trusted. Ah. Hmm. Well, what, what is it with the... I don't know if you've noticed. I've noticed in a few episodes. What is it with the... There's like trickles of blood. Nosebleeds. Nosebleeds. And what's that? What, what, what's um, that down to? In, in season two, um, when Lorena has Bill captive in the hotel room, um, they stay awake all day. And both of them have nosebleeds and ear bleeds. Oh, yes. And they refer to this as The Bleeds. The Bleeds. And good you, band name. The Bleeds, yeah, good band name. <laughs> yes. And, um, and also we see this when, um, uh, when Bill's been tortured and been out in the sun. He gets he had blood coming out of his ears and yeah. as well. So, so, yeah, so whenever vampires are awake during the daytime, they get The Bleeds. As opposed to The, the Leaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, so at Malotte's, um, Sam sees Tommy eyeing up Tara, and he tells him to go easy on her, as she's been going through a rough time. Hoyt arrives, looking for Jessica, and Tommy picks a fight with him, even though Hoyt is at least 18 inches taller than he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, small man syndrome. <laughs> um, Sam is displeased with Tommy's antagonistic attitude, and takes him aside for a man-to-man talk. He advises Tommy to try and make something of his life, and go to college. Tommy retorts that if Sam is thinking of college, then he really doesn't know him at all. Yeah. I've he doesn't seem like college material, does no, he? No, we've not known him long, but no, maybe when, when Sam said that, I thought, no, no Sam. <laughs> that's, that's not a good plan. He probably didn't even finish high school, come on. No. Uh, meanwhile, Bill teaches Jessica some ninja vampire skills. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was awesome. That was great. <laughs> Running around the walls and jumping off the ceiling. And, yeah, that's yeah. it. Kick the werewolf asses. Uh, they then discuss Bill's breakup with Suki. And Jessica is upset and tells Bill that Suki was wearing his engagement ring the entire time he was missing. Bill explains that there is no hope for his relationship with Suki, and Jessica becomes resigned to the fact that, likewise, she and Hoyt have no future together as well. Bill says sorry to Jessica for taking away her chance of a normal life. Oh, that's oh, quite a touching. That was a touching, touching moment. Yeah, I like I like the scenes between Bill and Jessica. Um, I like I also I liked in this that Jessica said no way, and Bill said way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bill C. Wayne's world. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Suki. Um, Suki's sitting in her kitchen and she's looking at a photo album she made for her and Bill. The album is empty, save one photo. Cheese. <laughs> yes. Uh, suddenly she hears a noise and points her shotgun at the back door. But it's only her cousin Hadley, returned after being missing for several years following an escape from a rehab centre. Suki uh, explains Gran's death, which you remember Bill neglected to explain to Hadley. Yes, In yes, season two. Yep. And Hadley's devastated that she wasn't there, but points out that Gran's fine wherever she is. We're fucked. <laughs> uh, Hadley delivers Eric's message, and Suki is confused as to how Hadley knows Eric at all. Hadley doesn't reveal her role as Queen Sophianne's human companion, and runs off into the night. As she leaves, Suki reads her mind and hears Hadley lamenting that it's her fault the vampires are after Suki, as she told them about her. How long is it going to take Suki to figure mm. out that Hadley is 
Sophie Ann's human. Hadley's told Sophie Ann that she's got a cousin who, hey, is a telepath. Yes. And uh, then Sophie Ann's told Bill. Yeah. Get where this is going. I get where this is going. Um. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of colluding going on, and Suki's bound to find out soon. I think. Is this colluding? Is this? Do you think this colluding is going to keep going past this season into the next season? Um. Is it quite a big? Oh, the colluding. Yeah, this is this is something that doesn't happen until book six. Oh, okay. So this is quite early that they're bringing it into the show, but I think it makes sense to bring it in at this point. Okay, that wasn't a spoiler at all, is it? For Not book, really. For book you, no, you can kind of figure out. You can figure out what's going on, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, over at the mansion, Russell prepares to leave to recapture his escaped prisoners. Talbot is further enraged by Russell's interest in Suki and starts to smash their priceless antique collection. <gasps> Eric steps in and stops him from smashing Eric's father's crown and then offers to keep Cal- Talbot company in order to placate him. Russell carries out his business of taking over the world. Russell declares he is positively jealous. Mm, who wouldn't be? But seems pleased with the idea. It seems... Uh, that though they've been together for several hundred years, theirs is an open relationship. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be too pleased about my boyfriend um, shagging Eric. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too pleased myself, to no? be honest, no. Um, so, back at Malotte's, uh, Tommy is eyeing up some older women and about to make some moves when he's interrupted by the arrival of Calvin and Felton Norris who are looking for Crystal. They know instinctively that the Malot brothers are shapeshifters, and Sam and Tommy know that the Hotshot family don't smell right either. What? Yeah, that was good. That was a good little scene, that. Yeah. Good little confrontation. I think you, you know, you've read spoilers, haven't you? You know what they are. I know what they are. Yeah. But they, well, one of them particularly, obviously they've made crystal meth, but one actually looked like a bad crackhead. Yeah. They've got that look. <laughs> yeah. Got that crystal meth look, but yeah, I, I know what but they what are. They are in what they are in a supernatural sense. In a supernatural sense yeah. is quite amazing. Uh, back at Jason's he heads out telling Crystal he's going to get a takeaway instead he grabs his shotgun and heads over to Hotshot when he arrives he he finds the town deserted but spies a trail of blood leading into a barn he cocks his gun and enters and finds a weird man beast eating the raw carcass of a deer Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Jason makes a hasty exit and bumps into Calvin Norris Jason declares to Calvin that Crystal isn't returning to her family and that if the Norris clan try to find her he will get the entire Bon Tomps Police Department to come down hard on them. <laughs> what, all four of them? <laughs> How's yeah. that going to work? <laughs> That's quite hard. Uh, Calvin seems nonplussed. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite weird that Calvin Calvin seems quite evil in the show. But he's, he's a really lovable guy in the books. I'm really? Quite, I'm kind of disappointed that they've made oh. him this evil. Is he a character that once we know more of him, it, it could turn nicer? Or it is could, it just... yeah. It depends how he reacts to Jason, I think, in this in this scenario. Hmm. Because he's more, he's a lot more sympathetic towards Jason in the book. Yeah, no, he's a he's a really nice guy. He's really cool in the book, so I'm, I'm a bit gutted. He's in the books quite a period of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Back at back at the mansion, um, Eric and Talbot are playing chess, and Eric beats Talbot. Um, and Talbot declares, "I'm bored. Take off your clothes." <laughs> <laughs> Eric insists on the guards giving them some privacy. And then the pair of them start to make out passionately. Yeah, mm, Does this yeah. ma- I, I sense from, from reading fan forums dedicated to the show that this makes male viewers uncomfortable. Yeah. Is this correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking for myself and maybe most people, but I'm not homophobic or nothing, but you, no, I can't, you, you I can't, can't watch. be watching that. So a, lot of, a lot of ladies like this sort of thing. I mean, it's, 
Yeah, but I can understand it. The, the you know the tar of sookie sunbathing that was good. They didn't <laughs> need they they could have made that if they'd wanted to, but it wasn't needed. You don't <laughs> need to see people making that thing to be sexy. So we didn't need to see Eric and yes, Tolbert we did. playing naked twister. No, oh, it was a beautiful no. thing. It was a beautiful thing. It, it turned into man a beautiful love. thing, but no. <laughs> Anyway, away from the man love. Yes, please, thank uh, you. Suki awaits the inevitable invasion of her home with shotgun in hand. Debbie arrives and rushes upstairs to confront Suki while Bill and Jessica fight off two wolves. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, kick-ass. Debbie disarms Suki, um, who warns her that she's had a lot of vampire blood. Debbie responds that so has she, and tells Suki that her boyfriend was yummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pair fight furiously, trashing Suki's bedroom. <gasps> They destroy the doll's house. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, Bill has killed one wolf and Jessica chases Gus out of the house, despite Bill warning her not to leave. She's apprehended by Russell, who bites her and tells Bill he'll swap the red one for the blonde one. (laughs) Uh, Bill's not up for either scenario, I don't think. Um, No. Uh, Bill taunts Russell, calling him a coward and telling him to settle the matter man to man. Man to man. Despite knowing that he could not possibly beat Russell in a fight. It's quite a brave move from Bill. He yeah. managed to save both he's, women. And he's manning up. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gets his arts kicked, but... Yeah, but he, he manned up. <laughs> yeah, Russell lets Jessica go, and Gus chases her into the woods. Russell beats up Bill and burns his face with his silver spurs. <laughs> yeah. oh, I want some silver spurs. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, as this is happening, uh, Talbot and Eric are naked on the floor. And Eric tells Talbot to bend over so they can have sex. Talbot obliges, but instead Eric grabs one of the Japanese vampire erotica scrolls and stakes him with it. Yeah! Oh, that was a, that, I liked Talbot though, he was, a, he was a great character, a bit of a drama queen. He, he was a, yeah, no, he was a good character. He had some brilliant lines. I, I was, I was a, a bit shocked to see him go in that, in that manner. But it made sense from Eric's perspective to carry out those actions. But what will the consequences be? Ooh. Ooh, is Eric going to make a hasty retreat now? I don't know. I think Eric's got more of a plan than killing and running. I think there's more to it than that. He's waiting a thousand years for this. This is the this is he his, want, this is his plan kicking in there. He want to stick around and see Russell's reaction, do you think? To see oh, yeah. his lover killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Russell instantaneously senses the death of his child and calls Talbot's name and flies off into the night. Wow, another vampire who can fly. That's all. So the vampires that we know can fly are Eric, Godric and Russell. Yes. Those are the only three that we've seen fly. Yes. So can we assume then that it's something that comes with age? I'm think? assuming age and, and power or Is it, age and... Because I think in the, in the books it's something that only certain vampires have. That it's a power they either have or they don't have. But in the show it seems that the older vampires have this power. Hmm. Um, ironically, Eric has inadvertently saved Bill's life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, because Bill's about to, I think, be decapitated or staked. Or yeah, he was about he was, to be ripped was, apart. Yeah. Uh, Suki stabs Debbie in the face with a pair of scissors. <laughs> yes. yes. Then grabs the shotgun and fires a warning shot. Debbie leaps out the window and reverts to her wolf form. Bill enters Suki's room and the pair are overwhelmed with relief at seeing each other safe. And they kiss passionately. You call that? Kissing passionately? Oh, yeah, it, I suppose. It goes on, yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. on. Okay, at the same time, Gus begs Jessica not to kill him. And as Hoyt drives past in tears, Jessica feasts on the werewolf blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more only true blood for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Suki and Bill end up having aggressive sex on the floor amid the smashed furniture and spent shotgun shells. 
Yes. Get in there. <laughs> get in the bill. Okay, so regarding regarding the Suki Bill reunion, uh, we have a listener comment from Idris, who says, I have to say, I was really hopeful when Suki and Bill broke up at the beginning of the episode, but for them to bump uglies by the end was just a slap in the face. Yeah. I'm tired of the Bill and Suki dance. They argue, they have sex. They are happy, they have sex. There is danger, they have sex. Enough! Alan Ball should have just included that rape in the car boot and have done with this relationship. But for some reason, he wants to torture us with this awful relationship. I don't usually want bad things to happen to people, but I hope Anna and Stephen break up so that their true love relationship <laughs> will be as much of a torture to them as it is to me. Harsh, I know. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that? Do you think there's too much Suki Bill cheese going on? It is quite cheesy, isn't it? It's, I don't think it's been as cheesy this season, no, though. No, because they've been apart they've been for apart most of the season, so haven't they? But I think for any book readers, this is probably going to be something that, that pisses them off because in the books, Bill and Suki, they split up in book three, and that's it. They have not got back together at all. Oh, so far. So, so far, there's been okay. seven. There's been there's been ten books. So for seven books, they've been apart. Right. But and that is the way book readers like it, I think. But for not them, me personally, but book readers in general. But for them to to break up in an episode, and actually, mean, and actually get it back on in an episode. Yeah, within uh, within yeah. an hour. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Um, but but hey, we don't know where it's going. They could break up again next episode. They probably will, <laughs> because for, don't forget that that Suki hasn't really discussed with Bill the fact that he's been spying on her, mm. and um, and the crazy fucked up fantasy dream thing that she had, where somebody mm. told her that he's evil. <laughs> there's, so, a, there's a lot more to this than, than we know. Yeah, there's there's some more stuff to come out so I don't expect the Suki Bill relationship to carry on for another six seasons because I don't think it will oh, I, no I can't but it was nice it. for yeah. them to have rough sex on the carpet yeah it's good for the viewer I enjoyed that yeah. for uh, 20 seconds yeah, yeah. The, the, the cowgirl stranglehold position yeah I, for a second I did think that Bill was going to sort of bend the head uh, you know when he grabbed the sort of chin and neck okay. do, do the neck brave move I was like, oh thinking, shit yeah, no it's not the neck break move Anyway, um, there's a, yeah, there's a, this is quite a game-changer episode, isn't it? Yeah. Because a, yeah. Uh, they're in a bit of a sticky situation now, aren't they? Because it seems that killing Russell is the only way out for Suki, Bill and Eric. But can they possibly accomplish this? If they kill Russell, so who, who would then become the king? How does that work? Is there like well, a we don't ch- know. chain of command? or That's not been explained in the show or the books. We don't really know how the kings and queens are elected. Hmm. Is or, that a purely an age thing? or No, it's not, because Sophianne is younger than Eric, but Eric is her subordinate. He's a sheriff. Oh, okay. So um, I think she's about... Well, in the books she's older than Eric, but in the show she's younger. So I think it's is it is it about political power, perhaps, or money? It's or not to do with who your maker is, or could be that could be a factor. We just don't know. Hmm. So do you think do you think it's possible to kill Russell somehow? Oh, do you it, think the it, it would have to be Team Suki Bill Eric, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think they'd all have to have a go at the same time. Yeah, like the Marianne scenario at the end of season two when that everybody had to team up. Perhaps Bill's power of going out into the sunlight will come into play yeah that's that's yeah, not that's, been explored has it that's not been explored yet, he's, not, he's not mentioned it to anyone no that was a weird thing it, or was that, was that purely what we said before was it one where off? he drunk Suki's so much of her blood yeah but then if it's a permanent thing maybe it would be risky for him to um, to let other vampires know about this because they, yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd regard wanna, him as being a threat they'd regard him as a threat and they'd all want a bit of Suki wouldn't they yeah exactly so exactly yeah Suki it'd be a, a Suki production line yeah, so it's probably best that Bill keeps his mouth shut about his son daywalking skills. Yes, 
Yes. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And what about Suki? Why hasn't she told anyone about her, her you know, weird dream that did she, she had? Yeah, did she just regard that as a fucked up dream? Or was that an alternative kind of... Not alternative. Like a Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> did, she, did she enter another realm? Hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Yes. I'm sure that I'm sure that Bill's daywalking skills and Suki's fucked up dream are going to be mentioned again. Did you know that this was the first episode of True Blood to be written and directed by an all-female team? <gasps> yes, girl power! Yes. Uh, Night on the Sun was written by Raul Tucker and directed by Leslie Linker Glatter. That's good. That's why we had, yes. some, we had some strong female action. We had Jessica yes. kicking ass. We had Suki and Debbie fighting. Yeah, it was a... It's a good episode, isn't it? Lady Power. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people online have been saying that they think this is the best episode this season. Really? Yeah. Is, is that the. That is the fan consensus, yes. This oh, is the best good. one so far. Except people that really hate Bill, who were just really upset that he had sex with Suki. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are angry. And the people that didn't like the. And the people that didn't like man, the man love. Man love, <laughs> yeah. Okay, what about the music? Did we like the music in, oh, in some the episode? Great music. Well, what did we have now? What did we have? Uh, we had Eileen Jewell, a country folk singer, with her song "Till You Lay Till You Lay Down Your Heavy Load," uh, which was played when Lafayette comforted Tara. We had Fred Eaglesmith, who's a Canadian alternative country singer. Um, his song was called Dynam- "Dynamite and Whiskey," um, and that was whilst Eileen was talking to Holly. Uh, we had an, an, another alternative country act called the Sadies. And their song, Another Year Again, which was played when Tommy picks a fight with Hoyt. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I enjoyed that song. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh, Lucinda Williams and Elvis, Elvis Costello. <gasps> Elvis Costello! Yeah! Um, they, they wrote this song after being asked to contribute a new song to the show. Oh, that's great. Yes. And the song's called Kiss Like Your Kiss. Hmm. So that's great that the show's got such a big name for itself that established artists are willing to contribute new material to the show isn't it yeah and of course obviously Elvis Costello's <laughs> got a bit of a link with HBO because he actually acted in um, yeah in, in Tremaine in Tremaine didn't yeah, he yeah he did so he's yeah. HBO's bitch now <laughs> I, was, I was reading an interview with Sam Trammell um, mm-hmm. and they were saying about Snoop Dogg that oh yeah that he really wants to get on the show yeah but Sam was saying that he thinks that Alan Ball wouldn't want him on the show because it, mm. it's too big a yeah. Face to bring into Too the program. Obvious. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But that's um, Yeah, it would just be it wouldn't ring true, would it? You'd go, Oh look, it's the Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think yeah. Alan Ball referred to this as stunt casting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you read it as well. Okay, so yeah, so that's the Oh uh, more more music. Uh, we had a band called Deer Trick, who are folk grunge act from Rhode Island, mm. a home of Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. And their song Straight Into a Storm, uh, which was when Felton and Calvin arrived at Malotte's. Uh, we had a band called Iron Horse, and they are uh, a bluegrass covers act. Um, they've released tribute albums to the likes of Metallica, Ozzy Osbourne, Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin. Um, and their song was Night on the Sun. Um, that, was, that, that was when Jason finds a weird creature eating a deer in Hot Shot. And lastly, we had Otep, a new metal band, mm. and their song Head, which was played when Sookin Bill had crazy sex. And the end credits. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I enjoyed that song. Yeah, I remember reading about them in Kerrang! Yeah, back in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> I never checked them out at the time. Maybe we so, should. So the episode rocked and the music rocked. Yes, all rocked. So now, what the fuck of the week?
uh, what the fuck of the week is. The weird Batman beast eating a dead deer in a hot shot. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was going what on the there? What the fuck was going on there? Any ideas? I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of like the gimp out of Pulp Fiction, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. But, but weirder, because the, the gimp wasn't eating a, a dead deer in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> the gimp was just a gimp. The gimp was just a, a sex gimp, but, but, this, but is... this is... Yeah, this is odd, isn't it? Yeah, is that is that where they've had so much inbreeding? I think (laughs) they've produced some weird half-breed freak I think it could be I think it could be Um, anyway let's move on to Light of the Week and our line of the week is Franklin's brains won't wash off the guest linens I've had to bury werewolves under the gazebo and that sookie bitch state Lorena. I've had enough excitement, thank you. <laughs> An mm. excellent line from Talbot there, who will be sorely missed for his fabulous one-liners. I do wish I could do a better Talbot impression. The, but The Greek accent's but a hard the, one to master. But the Greek, yes, very much. So, time for some news. <laughs> Hey, we're sorry that once again we do not have the viewing figures oh, for this week's episode. No. Sorry. <laughs> next week, we'll tell you next week. Okay, okay, there's a new movie called Vampire Suck. Um, it opens in the US on August the 18th and promises to mock all vampires that have defined pop culture in the past few years. The humorous parody film will poke fun of all things teen angst related. And we'll take a bite out of the Twilight franchise. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> um, taking on the role of Edward Cullen is 90210 star Matt Lanter. That, sh- that, that could be okay, couldn't it? It, could, could, be. it could be shit. But is it, it in the sort of scary movie kind of vein? I think so, yeah. Mm. yeah. But with Twilight, you've got a lot of, a lot of material there, haven't you, to is, poke is, fun at. Is it a Wayland Brothers film? <laughs> no, I don't think oh, so. That's a shame. That's, that is a shame. <laughs> uh, um, Evan Rachel Wood... Uh, the Queen of Louisiana mm. is the new face of Gucci perfume. Yes. And she appears naked in the adverts. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! She's, she's got a really, really bad fake tan in the adverts. And for you fellow comic geeks out there, um, issue two of your favourite brand new comic, True Blood, uh, hits the shelves on August the 19th. So, have we, have we pre ordered that? I pre ordered. Yeah. I pre ordered using Disposable Heroes. Disposable Heroes. Yeah. They are the ones. I can't remember. I can't remember if I put a link to them before, but maybe I'll put a link to them again because they are awesome. They are awesome. Yes, we get many comics from them. Yes. Okay, so that's it. If if you want to stick around for some spoilers, then stay tuned. But if not, then goodbye. Goodbye. Here is the official synopsis for episode 9. With the ratification of the Vampire's Right Amendment at hand, Nan Flanagan detours to Fantasia to confront Eric about the Magister's disappearance. A grief-stricken Russell vows revenge against his foes, vampire and human. Awaking from a slumber, Bill uncovers the truth about Suki's true identity. Jason gets unexpected help as he goes up against Felton and Calvin. Sam is distressed by Tommy's attitude. Tara encounters a new ally and an old tormentor. Hadley introduces Suki to a new family member. Arlene despairs about her future. Hoyt confronts his true feelings. 
Sounds like it's going to be a good one. Sounds like we're going to get an explosive another episode. I'm, I'm, I'm most interested in in that with the Tara encounters a new ally and an old tormentor. Well, I think we can guess who the old tormentor is. is Who's the new ally though? A new ally. That's interesting. Hmm. So, um, some links. Have we got some links, Natalie? Yep, I've got a link to on the HBO website. There's an interesting interview with costume designer Audrey Fisher, who does an amazing job. And in this interview, she discusses how um, how she gets Debbie looking so trashy, uh, where she where she got that fabulous red leather jacket that Debbie's wearing in this episode. Uh, also, how she makes Suggy look like a, a kind of wholesome slut. So that's interesting reading. Uh, also, we've got an interview with Theo Alexander, who plays Talbot, talking about his gay love scenes with Eric. Talking about how he how he gets prepared to film such things. Yep. As a heterosexual man. Yep. Which which means he he truly is a great actor. Because yeah, I believed it. I, I believed he was. Uh, he was into Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also the recipes for the biscuits and the corn fritters. So so that is it for this week. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Join us next week. Bye. Goodbye.